we are alive. <laughs> okay, welcome to the first episode of SDS 2017. It is uh, January 11th, currently zero degrees Celsius outside. If you're in America, that is when water freezes. <laughs> All right, so uh, today uh, today's going to be an award show. Hey, you might want to turn off my, my voice over there. Today's going to be an award show. Uh, we're going to be going over uh, our awards for best of 2017. So not just videos. Uh, we'll be talking about athletes and a couple of other things to go over. If there's time at the end, we'll go over some questions, which uh, some of you have already posted in the comments. And if you're tuning in live, thanks for watching. If you're watching this later, thanks for watching it later. We're going to have this on uh, audio on SoundCloud also after this recording. Okay, so. We're going to start going down this list. Uh, we have best athlete, male and female. Best athlete. 2016. Okay. Best athlete. Are you asking me what my best athlete is? I'm asking you who was the best <laughs> athlete. Let's start with male. Who was the best male athlete of 2016? Um, you know, it's tough because this is, I mean, when you propose the idea for, um, for having kind of an award show, um, and talking about like best athlete, I was kind of struggling to like figure out like which style of athlete to to award. Mm -hmm. um, so did you cheat and pick two? No, I didn't. Okay, no, good. No, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you ruined. The whole I didn't, thing. but but based on based on um, consistent performance at um, competitions. Um, my best athlete, I, I want to say, is Nate Weston for the year. Okay. Um, I think you can make an argument for Joey Adrian because of how many times he podiumed. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think Nate Weston really kind of came came through this year with his uh, with his consistency, and he really blew everyone out of the out of the water. Like in terms of, um, like I don't think anybody expected him to to be able to perform at that level. Um, you know, first at the Apex International mm -hmm. and then at NACC, and then he went to Art of Motion to, and he worked his way all the way through the qualifiers and then made it into the finals and then had kind of a, a, a messy, like, kind of, you know. Not his best performance. Yeah, it, it was, uh, yeah, it, it was a little, um, yeah, it was, it was surprising to watch, but I think it was just because, you know, he, he, he had been working through injury and he had to go through all of the qualifiers so he was exhausted at that point so and I think he, I think just making it into the finals at art of motion and we've talked about this before that that is the that is if that is what me what happens when you win right so yeah you, you, <laughs> you if you get into the finals you won yeah, you won our motion you already won. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, I, actually, I actually agree. Nate Weston was also uh, my pick of best oh. athlete for 2016. So we agree. So we get a high five and we take a drink. Oh, yeah, I already did one, but. I'm, I can't imagine how loud that high five was for everyone right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so um, next up, we got an echo in here that we need to get rid of, by the way. Is that that, uh, is that, that monitor? All right, we'll keep going, but. Uh, <laughs> The monitor. Oh. Yeah, it's definitely from that monitor. <laughs> okay, anyways, as, uh, as we get that figured out, 
Uh, so also, yeah, my, my pick for 2016, uh, best athlete of the year, Nate Weston, uh, definitely. I, I was also kind of had Joey up there. Uh, we're yeah. kind of basing this on competitions, but also uh, how well his, uh, his art of motion submission did, too, yeah. because we also have to include uh, video, video presence, yeah. I think, in best of, uh, best athlete, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, so for best female, uh, mm -hmm. who did you pick for best female? That one was a really tough choice for me. And um, to be honest, I didn't really come to a conclusion. So, and I'll tell you why, because- You, to, you gotta pick one. I gotta, I have to pick one? Can't, yeah, All right. you well, not come to a conclusion. Well, I, I felt like, I, felt, I feel like you can make an argument for, I don't know, there, so I, I mean, Alyssa did really well at Apex, but then she, you know, ended up not coming, not not winning. She was the favorite going into NAPC and didn't end up winning that. So, I think that kind of removes her from the board of best female for the year, um, which is, you know, it, it's hard to say, but you know, and I was pulling for her. But I think moving past that kind of athlete, I think we're looking at like style athletes. Um, you can make an argument for Sydney, but then Lynn beat her at Art of Motion uh, because you know Sydney is, was dominant in the in North America, but mm -hmm. Lynn takes it takes it in Santorini. So, and then you know you have with uh, Lynn getting accepted onto Storm Free Run and her putting out some some videos with them, and then also winning Art of Motion. Sydney has, Sydney has videos this year too, though. This is true, yeah. I mean, I mean, it was a lot of team feature videos, but I, I actually, I think if you counted the number of videos she was in, and then maybe compared view count, I, I would say Sydney probably was seen more than. Well, than yeah, you're right. So, uh, what I, I think it's just what I'm thinking about in terms of like previous years. It's been like clearly like Lucy is like top number. Yeah, um, but this year. I, I, I think it's a positive thing that there's actually a lot more women to now talk about, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> right? So uh, I think that's, that's where I'm at. I, I think you probably have to give it to Sydney um, overall, but you know, I, you know, there's, you know there's, there's arguments to be made you know, either way. Yeah, my, so. my pick was Sydney Olsen, yeah. and it wasn't even close to me actually. Really, okay. Yeah, because uh, she, she won an EPC, she won Apex. Mm -hmm. That's two. Lynn won a single competition because she was out for most of the year. How can you? Yeah, like, she. Like, yeah, you're sport, right. She wouldn't be able to yeah. win like a best athlete for being out for most of the year from any sort of <clears throat> competition. I mean, she had the video, like you mentioned, that video did really well. But I just don't. I don't think it was enough for me. It was hands down Sydney Olson, best female athlete. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a pretty pretty compelling argument. <laughs> I I agree. I mean. I, I mean, I, like, I was thinking about it, and I, it just, I had trouble coming to a conclusion because there, were, there was just more women in the spotlight than, I, than in previous years. So I was just like, con trying to consider every, everything, and it was, it was tough. But yeah, I, I agree. Sydney, Sydney definitely, I think that's, uh, that's All right, no agreement. Sydney Olsen, cool. best female athlete of the year. All right. Okay. Uh, so the next, the next category we're going to be looking at is uh, breakout athlete. So breakout athlete basically means they, they made a turn in 2016. So maybe you didn't know about them before. Uh, maybe they improved a lot. Uh, it could, it's open to interpretation a little bit. So I'm kind of curious, actually, 
Who was your breakout male of 2016? Breakout male 2016. Um, you know, l let me let me check my notes actually because <laughs> I this is kind of questionable too. Oh, okay. You know what it was? I picked Endies. Oh. Okay. And the reason I picked him was because Miss Mischenko. Yeah. I gotta learn how to pronounce. He's his uh, from Germany. He's um, freakish. Is a it's a good way to describe it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's. Uh, I, I really think he made a name for himself this year. Uh, he got sponsored by Etrefort towards the end of the year, and he had his NGs of the year video, mm -hmm. um, which. Um, you know, it was a solid video. It wasn't like super impressive to me. Like I think just all of his Instagram posts over the course of the year have been like uh, super impressive um, for me. I think he really made a name for himself. I think a lot of people are just sort of recognizing him now as a um, uh, an interesting person to watch in the sport. Um, I'd like to see him do more competitions to see you know how how he kind of stacks up because I, I know he did that one. Um, yeah, I, I, he'd probably do well in a skill competition. Um, yeah. I don't know if he would podium or win. Uh, Pedro Salgado was telling me that he has the best stick. Like, yeah, he has. I could believe that. Like his, his stick rate is <laughs> very high. Well, stick that rate. that drop rail pre that he did recently yeah. on Instagram is just like insane, <laughs> and he just sticks it, and you know. Uh, Apparently, that that wasn't a big deal to him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, my I, I have a different answer for okay. uh, breakout mail. Uh, it's my man Joseph Henderson. Okay, yeah. Breakout male. I think that's well-deserved as well. So I had, I had no idea who this guy was being in 2016. Mm -hmm. Did you know who he was? Have you ever heard the name nope. Joseph Henderson before? For Never. I think he had maybe less than 1,000 followers on Instagram or something. Mm -hmm. So he comes out to the Apex International, and still it's like he's there with, with Kai Willis and, and Lynn Young. And he's not even on Storm at this point. It's just... Kai tells me, oh, he's, he, he trains with me. You know, we do speed courses together and stuff. He, at Apex, he competed for all three days, mm -hmm. <laughs> to uh, basically two days to get into the competition because he didn't quite get past anything. And yeah, then, he, he didn't get in the first qualifier. He got in the second qualifier, and then he competed in the main event. Yeah, and there was kind of a you know, lopsided uh, victory in the main event at, at Apex. So, you know, it wasn't his competition to win but still like he got out there and then you started to see more of him he showed up in like the Riddle Hops uh, vlogs he was traveling a lot in North he's, America he's traveling so. a lot all over the place this name Joseph Henderson Team Hendo starts to become a thing mm -hmm. and then uh, he comes to NEPC and he blows everyone away at NEPC like he mm -hmm. had he had flawless uh, speed course runs Mm -hmm. uh, did he did he compete in skill? I can't I can't remember. I think it was or was it just speed? Uh, speed. Yeah. Oh, he, oh no no he he, I thought he competed in skill too. Or maybe he did qualify. So I have to. I don't know why I'm not remembering this. Anyways. Um, yeah. I, yeah. He he may have he may have been in qualifiers, but but truly like putting himself out there as as a speed athlete. And we had a conversation with uh, Kai Willis before that event. We were kind of talking about body types, mm -hmm. and he was. Kind of bent on that. You no, know, Joseph has has the body type of, of a speed athlete. Like he's he's a smaller guy. He's he's really light and everything. And we're like, no, Mish is Mish Todorovic with all the all the power and everything. That's your speed athlete. Um, and I think there's still like a debate there, but he he definitely showed that um, 
he is a master at uh, at, at speed running. Um, and I think only just only is coming into his own really. Like I think he's going to continue to improve. Shortly after that storm, finally picks him up <laughs> mm-hmm. as a as a team member, and now we're seeing a lot more of him. I think a, actually a video just came out today. It's twenty seventeen now, but uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, I definitely agree with all those points. Um, I think I think uh, there's. I mean, yeah, he even went to Art Emotion mm-hmm. and like got through the the original the jam qualifier yeah. the first round of qualifiers yeah. which is like pretty impressive for uh non a guy who doesn't athlete. have like early bag of tricks at but all. but i think i think i think the reason he was picked was because he was doing something different because I, I heard at art of motion it was just like people just spamming like double folds and like you know things that are hard but it's like there's no uniqueness right um I have to disagree with you at one point though i mean you're you're talking about how like he's a master of speed running I, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying that I I'm not saying I'm like still doubtful of his ability um, because I, I still think he's impressive at speed course running, but I think uh, NEPC was actually Misha's competition to lose and he did <laughs> unfortunately. Well, yeah, he he, he 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 made mistakes. He made mistakes. Whereas well, that's part of Joe. Hen- well, yeah, you're actually, absolutely right. Like Joe is Joe is so smooth in in both of his runs. He just he had a consistent yeah. like controlled run. He he was um, he 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 was like pretty much tied with Pedro on the first course, and then Pedro messed up, but Joe like kept you know kept his cool and was able to complete the course. Yeah. I'm not, Same I'm thing not with him, like, uh, I'm not with calling Mish, him right? the goat. I'm not calling him like yes, yeah, yeah. Time. No, no, it's breakout. I, I understand but, that. But I, but I think there's definitely a level of mastery there. But I would I would put I would put Pedro Salgado in that. Mm-hmm. Um, Mish on a, on a good day, like the, the, the potential's there. He's shown he's shown that kind of greatness, but uh, uh, I think he just I think he gets too uh, anxious mm-hmm. on uh, on courses. So you know, because uh, he has all of the physical ability, the technical ability. Right. He he chooses obviously good strategies. He's just he gets too amped up, and I can't. I think he just can't focus. But but yeah, and Joe and Dylan Baker, who who knows if he'll compete again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows what's gonna happen with that guy? <laughs> Okay, let's uh, let's move on. Um, and breakout female is next. Okay, uh, breakout female. Again, I'm uh, having <laughs> having trouble with this one. Um, you see, because now like now I feel like I have to pick Lynn because she was like put on storm, and she um, like she's been especially towards the end of 2016. Mm-hmm. She was uh, she was putting a lot a lot more content out. Did she make it into Art of Motion in 2015? Yes, but she was injured, and so she couldn't compete. Yeah, because I remember 2015 um, was when like her first videos, or the the first big videos came out of her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, think having having this year been able to finally compete in Art of Motion, it really showcased like what she was capable of doing, and it kind of, like established her as like okay like she's like a you know a force to be reckoned with in the female community so um, but yeah um, who did you have yeah. <laughs> well that that was actually the the, the trickiest one uh, so Lynn Young uh, definitely on there although I was actually going to pick uh, and this one might seem a little bit out there but uh, uh, Christine Dietrich. Okay. 
Um, All right. Just just on level of basically going from unknown to 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 where she's at right now. Like yeah. he's not not as big of a name as Lynn Young. Not as big of a name as Sydney Olson. Not as big of a name as a lot of the the other females we've kind of mentioned already. Uh, but just going from kind of I would say obscurity <laughs> in 2015 yeah. to all of a sudden appearing in a lot of things. Um, and she's being plugged a lot by Apex Movement, so that doesn't that doesn't hurt either. Uh, definitely improvement there too. She didn't compete in, in any big competitions. Mm -hmm. um, actually, she competed in Apex International in uh, 2015, but that was almost. It wasn't it, the international. The, it was the Invitational. Yeah, and also uh, I think you could just sign up. I don't think it there was like any sort of. Uh, prerequisite to to competing in it, mm -hmm. uh, but she made it into uh, NEPC this year uh, and competed and, and placed second. I think behind. Yeah, the, she was uh, second in style. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she well, she competed in uh, in Seattle as well mm -hmm. at the Western. Well, that's that, was, that was the, the qualifier. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, th I think that an argument can be made for that. Um, I still think she's pretty under the radar in terms of what's uh, like yeah, the was, larger community. So I was just basing it on, uh, I guess I guess I've had to put it on a scale. Like who, who made the most improvement as far as like coming into the limelight yeah. or, or doing well in competition, and that's that was my decision. Yeah, and she's <laughs> and she's in the the she she was in the, all the Red Bull Run the City videos mm -hmm. that Apex was putting out. So yeah, she's definitely getting out there a lot more, and I think that going from where she was in like the last couple of years compared to 2016, I think that uh, it's a pretty strong argument for breakout. Yeah, for my my other pick would have been uh, Julia Marzio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I mean I I I would think that she still has she like I think maybe next year is her year. Well, for, again, year, this is for this is for breakout, not for. Uh, no, I know, <laughs> I know, because she's still what only. 16 mm -hmm. um, so she still has like uh, maybe 15 mm -hmm. she still has a lot of of growing room right. and she's she especially in, towards the end of 2016 she was prove, improving at a like really rapid rate it was it's really cool to see her yeah. improve so um, I think I think but I still people don't really know who she is mm -hmm. um, so so we actually have to backtrack a little bit because uh, forgot to make 2017 predictions mm-hmm that was that was part of these categories. Oh, so, okay. So, so you we have to backtrack do... a little bit um, because we're starting to talk about the future now. Uh, so to backtrack in order to move forward. Okay. <laughs> so wait, who did we pick as a as breakout for male? Well, oh, I picked Hendo. I picked Joseph Anderson. You picked Sanchez. If we were talking, uh, I so I just wanted to go back to this really mm -hmm. quick. Um, in terms of uh, style, and this is pretty con like highly contested. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people out there. Kalen Chan, I think. Oh yeah. There's an argument that he he could be breakout athlete because because I didn't know about him before yeah, 2016. No, that's a, that's, that, that's was, a good one. I, was, I wouldn't put him above uh, Henderson, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like for for somebody to to go and um, and you know go from I have no idea who this guy is to like doing some surprisingly cool stuff like and uh, you know whether you like his style or not. Yeah. Um, and then going in, into the finals at Art Motion again, like it's pretty like he's you know his name kind of definitely got thrown out there right. pretty heavily. Anyway, sorry. Um, okay, predictions. so going back, uh, best male for 2017. Who do you think it's going to be? Best male 2017. 
oh, this is really hard to do. Because who knows, like, who's going to be healthy and... <laughs> And that's kind of where we would draw it is like barring mm-hmm. no injuries or they're actually able to get out there and show their talent. <laughs> you know, just ba- based on last year's performance, I want to say Nate Wesson's only getting better. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, that's, that's fair enough. You know, jeez, um, best 2017. Uh, might, I might just be like super hyped on him, but I think Joseph Henderson. I I, I think he's gonna come out, and I, I think he has good chances of um, doing very well, or at least podiuming or placing first in every speed competition he goes to, um, based on the the rate he's improving and everything. But it's a yes. <laughs> yeah. Who knows. Um, and those are two very different athletes that yes. we just talked about. So, yeah, yeah so it's, it's, you know, and they're going to compete in different types of competitions, but, uh, yeah. Let's see, uh, who, who would you pick for um, uh, best female for, for this year, for 2017? 2017. I'm going to go with Alyssa. Okay. I think she's going to pull together this year and, like, I, like just in the last, I mean, just seeing her moving just, like, since coming back from Florida, like, um, there's a lot of things that she looks like she's cleaned up, and, and I'm excited to see where her training goes in the, in the next year. Or so it's a little bit of bias, though. Yeah, well, well you know, yeah. I see her. I see her training all the time. So like, I, I guess like, you know, I know what she's capable of doing mm-hmm. in the sport, and that's kind of like why I'm. That's yeah. My so pick. my pick for 2016 um, was Sydney Olson. My pick for 2017 is also going to be Sydney Olson. Okay. Yeah, I think she, I think she wins them all. This yeah. Year. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, you know, that's a, uh, yeah, I, the, the interesting thing that's hard to, to argue uh, with. Where we're going into is, uh, I think the difference would be, uh, I think you could put Lynn Young in that mix. Mm-hmm. And I think Lynn Young has potential of, you know, stealing for, uh, for in style comps, although they have completely different styles. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of debate on who's doing the more difficult things. And the, but if, and the other thing though is Sydney has a has a parkour game that she doesn't really showcase that much. Um, she has she has power in her jumps and things that um, I don't know if she works on a ton, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't get featured in videos as much. And you know if she chooses to work on that, that might round out her game a little bit, and people might start favoring her over uh, what is this kind of like new breed of of athletes like like Lin Young who do everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if, if Lynn competes in another category, so and does well, mm-hmm. that would put that would put her up. So, yeah, if if she starts com- competing in, in speed comps or and does well, and in in uh, freestyle comps and does well, then yeah, um, yeah, it, it's it's cool. It's cool that like we're kind of talking about these two these two women because they're. At least, like from what I see on social media, they seem to be training like all the time. Um, like, at, like, like Lynn's posting daily on Instagram, and mm-hmm. Sydney, I'm seeing like tons of stuff in like Jesse LaFleur's story of them like traveling and training together. So, um, yeah, they're both training really hard. So, I, it's kind of it's kind of cool like to yeah. to see that um, develop within that um, the female community. So. Absolutely. So uh, moving on to uh, uh, breakout for this this coming year, uh, predictions for 
Breakout male of 2017. Breakout male. Do you have a choice? <laughs> Let me, I gotta think about this for a second. Um, this, this is actually a tricky one. Mm -hmm. This is actually a tricky one. I didn't do enough of my homework. I was just gonna write off your answer. What about a breakout female? Do you have you gonna come back to that one? <laughs> uh, breakout female? I could see Juliet coming out yeah. next year. I, I agree. Juliet Marzio, um, breakout female of 2017. Yeah, she was sure. also a 2016 pick, but I think she's going to continue to, uh, or not, she wasn't my 2016 pick, I'm talking about. Christine Dietrich was my <laughs> 2016 pick, but uh, I think 2017, uh, Julia Marzio from Seattle is going to make a name for herself. Yeah. Cool. All things considered. <laughs> uh, break on mail though. Oh man, this is really tough. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I feel like I. Oh, okay, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is easy. This is actually really easy oh, okay. for me. Right. Um, you know, provided he stays. Oh, I just remember mine too. Wait, I think. Do you want to say it at the same time? Ready? Do you want to say, okay, three, two, two one. one. Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. High five hey. and coffee. All right. So Jimmy from Rilla Hops. Yes. Um, he is the best. <laughs> um, and the only reason he didn't get best athlete is because he didn't, like, uh, in my he eyes, survive. he didn't, he didn't, well, he couldn't go to all the events and he couldn't, uh, well, and he came to NAPC and he, he busted his knee, mm -hmm. but during qualifiers, but he was ripping things up and I actually just got back from Florida and I trained with him a little bit or more, more, uh, more specifically, I watched him yes. train for a little bit. <laughs> wow. Um, that guy is better than everyone that I've seen. Um, like he doesn't have the biggest jump, but he's got hops, uh, but he can pretty much do anything skill-wise that you can do, but probably better. And first try, or like within the first couple of tries. Like he outperformed me on a climb, he was doing dinos that I was doing, it was, uh, and like apparently like, he, you know, they were showing me stuff that he, he had done in the gym mm -hmm. that is just like, why would anybody try that? <laughs> and yeah. yeah. He, I, I think it's, it's it's interesting because uh, I feel like the, the Rilla Hops crew and kind of the way they put themselves out there, they've had a lot of, um, is it a fail, like is one of their videos actually called a fail video or is it? Uh, no, no, it's called Falling is Living. Falling is Living. So it's, it's that's the, like I think that's their most successful video. It's right. got like millions, um, millions of views. Is, is that his knee at the? Yes. Like in the, okay, so they, he's been kind of painted as this guy who is like really reckless and maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Um, you know, we, there's kind of limited evidence to suggest otherwise because he doesn't put himself out there a lot. He's starting to now. Um, starting I think to that injury happened within his first year of training. Mm -hmm. So, like, okay. he, he was, he's still only, like, he's been training for less, like, a little bit less than four right. years. And so, like, yeah, like, from what, you know, talking with, with, the, with the Real Hops people, like, apparently he was just kind of, like, throw his body at stuff at the, mm -hmm. at, in the beginning, but he was, like, 
you know, he just didn't have any fear. He would just try it, and like, and then he he had to learn how to land because he was obviously failing so much. Um, but but then like, you know, there's just some people who just are able to just naturally figure out the correct patterns, you yeah. know, and the 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 you know figure out like force absorption, yeah. you know, and well, it's like you, you can't tell me his technique touch. is not is not incredible. If if, oh, if, yeah. if you are if you're like someone out there right now who watches uh, Little Hops and watches uh, Jimmy Perriera and says, I hope I'm saying his last name right, uh, and, and saying like, oh, his, his technique isn't good, like he's American, his technique, you are like, uh, unsubscribe from this channel, don't speak to me, like that's it, you're, you're dumb. <laughs> To, uh, going into NEPC, like he, he had uh, he he placed first at the uh, Beast Coast uh, Fast Contest, yeah. and a lot of people just kind of wrote that off as like, well, that was not a very good course design and everything. But I don't know when you even in a bad course, if someone places first, you kind of have to you kind of have to look at them, like because like Eric Mukamekshin um, like placed first in that one before. Um, who was the guy that placed first in Half the Block? Like Justin, oh, Justin Sheffer. Sheffer, yeah. So you know, there's these kind of guys like these uh, that kind of come out of nowhere and uh, beat all like the big names, the big video names, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of times they just get written off as like, oh, it was probably not a very good competition, or like this rule was dumb. But you, you kind of got to consider them. You kind of, yeah. it's. I mean, there you can make it. You can always make an argument for that. Like, mm -hmm. oh, like, well, the speed course favored this type of person over this type of person. Mm -hmm. have to consider that they they did move faster than the other person <laughs> right um, yeah and, and and there's some there's you know you, you have to give them credit for it uh derek how are we doing for sound and everything right now a second ago it was buzzing out and okay I out why can you check the comments there is anyone complaining good we're good, good sorry guys we got a new setup we're playing with here but uh hopefully if, if the live stream is bad, hopefully we'll be able to re-upload something that will be palatable. Anyway, we're going to move on. I think we're back. Uh, we're caught up again. Um, we did Most Impactful Athlete? We did not do that yet. Oh, okay. damn, man. We got a long, we got a long, okay, we got we to gotta move along here. All right. Most Impactful Athlete of 2016. 
Dylan Baker. Okay. Not, Why? Okay, so um, he was pretty much gone from 2016 in terms of like what he like like him in the in the public eye. Like I mm-hmm. feel like you know there, there's not a lot of videos that you're seeing from him. Um, he showed up to Apex International and won, which was awesome. But then uh, didn't come in an APC and kind of just go. His, he's been ghosted a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way I kind of determine that is reason I pick him is because I think he single-handedly changed the way people think about parkour in terms of looking at the vertical dimension, not just like, you know, doing lines like this, but doing lines like this. Right. And so, and I think 2016 was that year. You see so many mm-hmm. people practicing that descent technique that he basically... <laughs> the, like, you're talking about, when you say descent technique, you're talking about uh, dropping like balconies yeah, it's like it's kind of funny because a lot of people are just calling that like oh i practice descents today yeah. now and it, it i don't really like it because you can be descending like this you can be descending in a, you can take a huge in like a yeah or, or or in or an even more of like a horizontal yeah. plane like a diagonal plane it doesn't have to be that that straight down balcony to balcony to call it a, a descent so don't call that. I don't know. We need another name for it. But don't don't just call that. Uh, What's a type of that's, descent? That's yeah. It's a type one yeah. one kind of descent. It, not, it means the, the parking yeah. garage descent, where like you're hang, you're hanging and dropping in mm-hmm. completely vertical plane and, and, and riding gravity. Yeah, it's like it, it's it's basically like a drop dyno. Yes, drop dyno. Yeah, yeah that's a good way to think about it. Um, yeah. So I just the literally the number of people I've seen in social media posting clips of them practicing that type of uh, that type of descent and also just including the, just using the terminology ascent and descent I think mm-hmm. he is the reason a, a lot of the reason for why that that driving force is happening in the culture right now right and uh, and I think that's huge I think that's I, I it, it, you know you didn't see people practicing that until he came and, and did that years ago actually is when he first did it but I think he's really like influenced the generation of people to, to change the way they're training. Cool. Uh, I went a completely different way with this one. Cool. Um, we already mentioned this guy, but uh, most impactful athlete of 2016 for me was Kalen Chan. Oh, okay. Um, no one received more hate. Um, <laughs> no one was probably seen as much. He's he, keep in mind he he does all those Devin Supertramp videos. Yeah. And uh, who's it, Ronnie? Uh, Ronnie yeah, he does all of his videos. like. He's, he's getting parkour fruning, whatever the hell he's doing, whatever you want to call it. He, he's getting it out there. He's making the impact, mm-hmm. if you will. So um, maybe not best athlete of 2016. Uh, maybe not. Uh, I think we already mentioned him as breakout, but I feel like he made the most impact if you're talking about things on a global level, which, I mean, you can define this category in various ways. So. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because, you know, if you're thinking about, like, he probably was seen by more people not doing parkour. Yeah. Right? Which is, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, Pokemon parkour has like 10 million views. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> okay. Um, do you, uh, you want to go ahead and do, do a pick for uh, 20, uh, 2017? Most impactful athlete? 2017? Yeah. I have someone in mind if you want me to start with this yeah, one. Yeah. Um, Kai Willis. 
2017 most impact and it but again it's it's different way of uh of looking at this i think because he is also on the business end um so storm he's making this push for storm to do a lot more now um yeah. well they're doing three videos I, a week now i think he tried years. to do a lot in 2016 um but and he's still he's like a guy who's like one of the the older generation guys that is uh still pushing it right still um and he he went through like an extent of, of injuries and stuff but i think he's yeah starting to get over that. There's that epic storm uh, documentary that's gonna be coming out at some point. It's not a documentary, I think it's just like a film. Not stuck, it's gonna have like, I'm pretty sure. Oh, maybe not, I'm, I'm not gonna say it, I know when I don't. <laughs> I might be confusing things, but uh, but basically, um, it, yeah, so it's, it's, it's gonna be more of a production, it's not just a video. Um, I think when they first started filming it, or maybe this isn't even where it started, but they did the storm tour, and so like Phil D was in it, Dylan Baker was in it, and there's all this footage of them that is kind of on the low right now that uh, maybe only a few people have seen, and they're but they're still filming for it. So yeah. uh, when that comes out, I think that's going to be quite the impact. <laughs> yeah. uh, the fact that uh, you know he's she's uh, with with Storm Freerunning trying to uh, put out uh, three videos a, a week on their YouTube. They keep that up for the rest of the year. So I think, you know, by the end of 2017, uh, if, if they go on tour again, um, just the, the athletes that he, you know, quote, manages, uh, by the end of 2017, he might be the guy who's put the most, um, most impact on the world of parkour. Whether or not you count that as athletically, you know, it's kind of another debate. And then we could probably bring like other business and people into the conversation if that's, if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, Yeah, I, I, I think I think that's a pretty good argument for, for why he could be most impactful. Um, I think, I, you know, he's still throwing down, but I, I think in a lot of ways he's um, is not uh, he's not going to be pushing it like the the, ath the athlete side of things. Mm -hmm. I think in terms of if his impact is going to be more inside the business. Yeah, I think I only include him in that as like most impactful athlete is because he's still I still consider him an athlete. Yeah. I still consider him someone who, who who trains a lot, who's still improving, who's still competing. Um, whereas a lot of the guys who are making an impact in terms of like parkour as an industry aren't athletes, so we can't say they're an impactful athlete. <laughs> yeah, that's... So he kind of he he surfs the line pretty well, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't even want to try to propose another person because <laughs> I, I think that's a good argument for it, and I'm, I, I honestly like have no idea like based on like based on what metric to like mm -hmm. to use as impactful. Cool. It's it's not a good category of award. We should just not. Yeah. Well, use unless it. we well, define. Well, it. I think I think yeah, I mean we get to we get to talk about some different things with it. So I guess we'll <laughs> we'll keep it for uh, you know next year when we do this again. Okay, um, moving on. Uh, best video of 2016. This is the one everyone's been waiting for. Yeah. Because this is the only thing that ever gets covered in any other show like this. So, um, do you, you want to go first for this one again? So, I have a different best video and favorite video. Okay. Um, I think we talked about that thing a lot. And I think, I think that's, that's the thing is a lot of people like to talk about their favorite video, but what was the best video? Yeah. Um, want to say at the same time see if we, we have the same idea. we probably don't for this one right. but okay go ahead uh, <laughs> yeah see we don't okay, cool. all right. Caveman, yeah. okay. Um, 
Yeah, I just I thought I thought. Came in uh, two. Came in two. Yeah. Sorry, yes, mm-hmm. uh, came in two. The uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Max Cave and Bench Cave, mm-hmm. the brothers from the well, one set of brothers from store. Mm-hmm. The um, the long lines, the descending, the the which using that specific technique but it's but it's that's the correct definition of descending is they they use a variety of movements to descend from a building from where they're two or three stories up and finding their way down yeah um, yeah i just thought it was uh it was well put together it demonstrated their their style their uh their location uh, you know the setting that they're in the rooftops um mm-hmm which is always really cool to see, like just that environment, just to be able to have access to that as like your training grounds is like, really cool. And then the type of stuff they're doing is, you know, uh, super high level and, you know, at height and, um, you know, they're navigating these complex environments. So I, I, I give it to Caveman too. That's my, that's my best video pick. Okay. Uh, best video for me, so I kind of cheated. Yeah. Um, I, I, no, I didn't cheat, but, uh, I looked at views. Okay, yeah. So, so I looked I, at. I was thinking about doing that, but. Yeah, so I looked at most views in videos 2016. Don't ever do this. Don't ever go on YouTube and type in parkour and filter it into most views because you're going to be very disappointed. Um, so the first Minecraft. like two or three pages <laughs> is fail videos, okay. Minecraft, and then compilations. Yeah. Like compilations, like people are crazy, compilations, stuff like that. Um, Beneath all the shit, um, and again, the, the first one that you could probably kind of call a parkour video there is, is, is Pokemon Parkour from 2016, but I, don't, I watched it and I just don't count that as a, as a legit parkour video. Um, but there is one legit little gem in there, uh, which as of, uh, as of today, because I, I watched it again uh, this morning, is o- over 3 million views. Uh, rooftop POV Escape, also by a store. The, I don't know if that's actually the yeah. title. Um, that was a really cool video. Yeah, and, really and we, can t- we can talk about, like, maybe they didn't do the craziest things. Maybe it's not even the most work they put into something. But uh, what that video has achieved, um, and it's, it's, uh, it's higher than any, any uh, video with tricks or anything in it. Uh, again, unless you're counting, like, Pokemon POV, which is more just people that like Pokemon watching that, not necessarily people that... Um, or sorry, Pokemon parkour. It's not really, uh, it's not really a parkour video. It's more about uh, the fact that they're in onesies and, and doing stuff. Uh, but yeah, rooftop, rooftop POV escape is now over three million views. Um, so you've probably seen it. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. Uh, it's a great video, and that that I think is the uh, best video of 2016. Yeah, I, yeah. I like your pick better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I cheated a little bit. <laughs> but there you go. Um, what is uh, what? What is your favorite though? Um, my favorite is personal favorite. What did Tom was what won Tom over in 2016? <laughs> uh, you might be surprised by this. I don't know. Okay. Um, the Motors Project's Origins. And yeah, not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> um, my rationale for why it, it's just. I, I really in, enjoyed it. Well, Giles mm-hmm. produced it, which, you know, you can't usually go wrong with that. Um, <laughs> but uh, aside from that, it goes back to the original, the birthplace of parkour, Elise and Every and, and France. And um, and they go to a lot of the original spots. And it's new school athletes who are...
time when it's easy to forget about the origins. Mm -hmm. It's easy to forget about uh, Lise and you know what, all what was what happened at that time and the fact that they're going there and training at the same spots. I think there's a lot because they're experiencing that history and they're they're um, they're keeping within the spirit of parkour in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. I think that's what. Um, kind of touches me a little bit and then the whole behind the scenes of that it's kind of like a package deal mm -hmm. the behind the scenes of yes. filming that was really cool too because it's like you get to see them like um, Eric Marks or not Eric Marks, um, what's his name um, Max Barker Marks am I ruining up names the, now there's two I can't, remember, a, can't remember these kids names yet you know I'm surprised we didn't actually mention yeah. I'm surprised we didn't mention any of those kids as a uh, breakout True, we totally yeah. like stuck to North America for, but I, I still kind of stand by who, who we, yeah. who we thought. But <laughs> yeah, but I, I, you know what? For next year, I think mm -hmm. that's probably probably um, who it's going to be. Max Parker, or, mm -hmm. you know, some like some of those kids are just absolute yeah, monsters. They're on a huge, huge level for their age. Yeah, um, yeah and yeah, I, I, I just I really like the the whole origin story. The um, the idea of that, and then just bringing the new school athletes and the kids, and then sort of making sure that the younger generation is still kind of, you know, taught at least about the values that parkour, mm -hmm. you know, started with. I yeah, think there's a lot of value there. Definitely, um, definitely one of like the best ideas for a video mm -hmm. um, that got that came into play and like lived up to, I guess, what the, or seemingly li lived up to, what. Uh, Giles and, and those boys kind of envision for it. Um, <clears throat> best video, uh, or my, my pick for best video. So that was kind of, favorite. For, yeah, favorite video. Yeah. <laughs> my personal best, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that was like mine for a bit. Um, and then Caveman came out. And then recently I watched Caveman Extras. Okay. And Caveman Extras is my new... Uh, favorite video of 2016. Uh, I, I just really appreciate uh, l longer uh, videos at this point um, in watching parkour videos. Um, I get desensitized to like the quick cutting and everything. Although Caveman was, um, their point of that was like we're just gonna you know stick with kind of like single shots and yeah. just show the movement, uh, which was really they cool. Did a good job of that. Yeah, it's a really hard thing to to pull off. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you know Origins uh, had a. A slower pace to it as well, um, which was nice. Um, actually, I, I might be meshing the behind the scenes in that one, but 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 caveman extras, um, yeah, caveman extras. It's it's cool because that that video, if you haven't seen it, uh, it's it just shows like multiple attempts of things, and then it shows some of the things that are like first try, which is really cool too. And then uh, it actually finishes with uh, a montage to music, uh, which just I was watching it and it's just like watching it's so cool and then it just gets like really cool because it turns into a video at the end <laughs> um, so I just thought that was really well done in terms of editing and I don't know um, if a lot of thought went into editing it like that like finishing with that that montage but Good. oh yeah okay um, Derek can you look for me real quick um, on the camera there and tell me it should there should be a little bit of a timer on on the camera that tells us how much more time we have to record because um, I feel like this is going on. Doesn't actually matter because we're not recording. It's straight through. You can talk oh. as loud. So there's there's no number on there or anything. Uh, no. We've been live for even two-ish minutes. Or no, even live. Well, I've longer for that, dude. It's like uh, twelve now. I know I know we were late, but. 
Okay. And there's nothing on the on the camera there that's telling you otherwise. Okay, so we're gonna keep trucking. Um, <laughs> okay, so best video. Um, th this is this is a fun one. Um, worst of 2016 is the next one I want to do. Okay. So we can't end with that because that would suck. Yeah. <laughs> worst thing of 2016. Parkour band in Horsham. Wow. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that still a thing though with Parkour UK now, or do we know? I don't think we, we should find out. But. I really don't know, but okay. uh, but you know, just band. the fact that any like where any where was the other can like you know yeah. try to band uh, an activity like that. I think it's just what was Daniel Abaka's hometown? That it's like was, close to the uh, M, I think. Morton. Morton, and it was already banned there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so yeah. it's just another it's just another instance of yeah overreach. Okay. Um. <laughs> my worst of 2016 uh, is uh, uh, the uh, the terrible use of the word tech. It's my my worst <laughs> of 2016. I don't know what it means anymore. I don't know what anyone means when they use that word. Um, for me, tech is it just should be about like that was solid technique you used there. You stuck that jump. Good tech. Or that tech saved you because you, you bailed, but you caught yourself. But this whole idea that tech is now a style, a style where, but like not even, not even more tech, because you can't say it's more technical. I could do a massive jump and stick it really nice, and that was good tech. So my, my style, therefore, is very techy. But tech is now kind of this thing where you're in a tight space. You're doing a bunch of tight space, little movement, or, or ground movement, or just kind of really awkward challenge. I think awkward, I think in 2015 it was called awkward and now it's in 2016 it is, it is called tech and tech is the style. Um, a lot of people disagree with me on this and they're wrong. Um, but uh, <laughs> for me that was the worst of 2016 is the, the growth and, and um, overuse of the word tech. Yeah, I don't feel as strongly about I know that. you don't. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. There's there's people out there that feel me. I'm sure. Well, well, Through I, all three I, I of think, them. I think my I, I'm just gonna stay a little argument. So like a huge standing jump, mm -hmm. a nice stick. That's good technique. Mm -hmm. But it's not as technical as a smaller standing jump where you have to like turn and land on something with a drop and like maybe something more narrow. Like there's some there's something more technical about the second scenario than the first scenario. But isn't that wouldn't that be just relative to so, because, because again, like say, say I'm not, say I'm not um, uh, like genetically a big jumper, but I've worked on my technique to the point where I understand, because you can see differences in people's just, just a basic jump, just a fundamental jump in, in like how their arms look and everything when they're jumping. Um, there's a difference between that and, you know, some guy who like, I don't know, I don't want to call anyone, but, but basically, you know, someone who just is kind of hucking and happen to be really springy, right? Well, like, so, I mean, I guess, let's compare it to another sport. Mm -hmm. So, like, basketball, like a, like a dunk. Like, mm -hmm. a, like a really big, like, boom, dunk. Right. Um, I, that's less technical than, like, an under-the-leg, one-handed basket, right? Sure. That's, so, that, I think that's what, um, that's what I mean by, like, so... You know, you can have two things that both require technical skill, but one mm -hmm. has a seemingly higher technical component to it. 
So I, I think that's. I, but, I, 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 agree, I agree it's overused yeah. as a term and it's become this like really annoying thing that's like oh uh, like oh uh, yeah let's find the techie challenge you know like it, it's just like okay like you know how about just like find a challenge and then it's like oh this is more technical than this challenge but it's you know I don't have to use the word tech every se- two seconds right I think that's where I agree with you <laughs> anyway yeah, no. <laughs> Not over it. I'm never going to be over it. It's done. Okay. Um, that was lame. That was... <laughs> yeah. I think anytime parkour is banned, that's yeah. pretty much... Well, you're, you, have a, you have a more relevant answer. I'm just selfish. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. That's fine. You can be selfish. <clears throat> this is all yeah. opinions. This mm-hmm. is an opinion-based show. There we go. Okay. Uh, we're going to move on uh, to best team. Best team. Best team in 2016. Store. Yeah. How could how could you not give it a store? Yeah. yeah. I think I think maybe next year Storm could come back and mm-hmm. like be like the best team, especially with what they're doing now with the, the three videos yeah. a week and like they're sponsoring more athletes and they're you know putting up a lot more content. They're just having a, more representation in competitions and stuff like that. I think that all contributes to being the best team, but mm-hmm. it just it hasn't started until this year. It feels like. So. Yeah. There's also an interesting thing uh, with like what qualifies as a team, because the name team gets thrown out there. So, for example, um, you could be sponsored by Nike, and they may put in their media that you're on Team Nike. Bunch of athletes that don't do parkour, right? And I think that's where we kind of get with Tempest, and that's where we get with Farang, is they sponsor the big guys, whatever they get for sponsoring, I don't know, um, but they sponsor the guys that are good. It doesn't really seem like they train together. They, they might train together uh, for the purpose of, of uh, filming it, which I don't really, I don't really call that tra- like training. You have to kind of look at it as like a long-term thing. You know, whereas other sports, it's like, okay, say, say you play for a basketball team. You're on a basketball team. You train with those guys. There's a, you know, um, but even, a, even in an individual sport, like you could be, um, on like an MMA team, you could be uh, in a gym with a bunch of other MMA fighters, you guys train together, but um, this kind of thing where it's like there's a brand and the clear thing is to promote this, this brand uh, and then there's, there's a team for the brand, I don't really qualify that as a sports team. I think it's just another category altogether. Maybe there could be an award for like best brand of the year. Um, we didn't really think about that one, but uh, I, th- I think I think that should be recognized as different. And that's why, and that's why I think um, yeah. you got to give it to store. I think just because of the, the the quality of content they put out there and, and everything, but also because like there's two there's a there's two sets of brothers on that team, so like they're together. They're all like in the same geographic area, pretty much. Um, and they're always making videos together. Yeah, and they're, they're, there's and, there's and training going on together. All of them together, mm-hmm. it's like like half of them mm-hmm. and then you know half of them yeah. are off making doing something else so and then they're always coming back together and mm-hmm. mixing and stuff so I, I think that's there's definitely a team element to that that's really cool yeah. and the, the current roster of like storm free run has that now yes i, I think um i don't know who's actually official but if i just think like eric moore kai willis lynn young joseph henderson i don't know who else is supposed to be on storm right now but that to me that's the, those four storm right now well, nobody's officially like kicked off yeah. the team but 
apparently Phil Doyle was like training with them lately. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, so, and, and they put up training videos and often a lot of times together, right? So. I mean, I mean, but if you look at uh, Farang, they 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 also were training together quite a bit. At least Sometimes, but it's just kind of like, hey, fly out. We're gonna we're gonna make some content. That, that to me, that's what it is. They're not training. They're making content. Yeah. Um, and I could just be being a hater. You can call me that if you want. But to me, it's like, hey, we went to a trampoline park today. Hey, we went into like this abandoned building today and like you know shot a video. And it's like, well, okay, I don't know how much. Again, in the, in the, the well, grand scheme of things, like long term, like how much time is actually spent training? Same thing with them. Well, um, I think a lot of it is um, each one of them are all off working on their own personal brand, and they're they're and they're but they're also representing that brand. Yeah. So, but I think so to be Dom on that is team, traveling, yeah. is traveling all year round, going to competitions and going to all these different events. Like yeah. the guy doesn't live anywhere; he just lives on the road. Yeah. Same with Jason Paul. You know he's off going. He's making vlogs and go, going doing Red Bull jobs everywhere. And um, and then you know Zen was just added to the team. There's Anon who's you know probably like hanging out in uh, Thailand most of the time. Mm -hmm. And then like they all kind of come together for these shorter periods of time, and then they kind of like disperse and come back yeah. together. But yeah, I, I agree with you. It doesn't seem as much of a team as definitely Store is the team. Storm it's a it's a team for that brand. A, like, like that's what I'm trying team. to yeah, yeah. make so, a distinction. Yeah. Um, but but I think you can make an argument that uh, Farang is it might be the best brand right now in parkour at least for this year. I think they've yeah. It's it, you know I, I'm not super into their clothing or anything like that, but just mm -hmm. in terms of like recognizable brand and like what they're doing with clothing, it, it just seems like it's on a, a yeah. you know, higher. Also, level. like Jason Paul's following you have to factor oh. into that and his um, vlogging has been like super influential yeah. like you know we could he could be made as an argument for most impactful athlete of the year true you yeah. know, just based on how many how much he's doing mm -hmm. in, in terms of content mm -hmm. um, but we already yeah <laughs> we already did that so, sorry Jason ruined <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, do you have a prediction for best team for next year uh, I said Storm okay I think that's I think there's uh, some potential. For yeah, I think Storm uh, Store. Yeah, but one yeah, of the two. One of those UK teams. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, there's there's other teams I'd this like to Modus, do more. You can say Modus pro projects are, are uh, Broomin, oh, Broomin uh, Parkour. I was going to say Broomin. <laughs> yeah. Broomin might have, yeah. there might be something going on there. Yeah. Or the Modus sponsor team. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of half Broomin anyway, so. Yeah. Okay, uh, one last category to get to, and it is uh, the story of 2016. What was, what happened in 2016? What defined it? Yeah, um, so my, I kind of have like a, kind of a mixed story. And actually, so I, I think the first part of it is it, it was the year of competition, right? That was mine <laughs> okay so yeah so you know you see uh, it's not like competitions weren't happening before and it's not like competitions aren't going to happen after but but i think this year was the year that um, a lot more grass level grassroots level competitions were just springing up everywhere at least in mm. north america yeah. even in europe you yeah. see a lot more that was happening this year and uh and Apex International, they stepped their game up and they wanted to do a big one. Um, NAPC was bigger than it's ever been. 
Art of Motion was really exciting. Art of Motion was bigger than it's ever been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had that whole the, the Air Whip. Air was bigger than it's ever Air been. Air yeah. Um, and then and then like every jam, not every jam, but like most jams had like a competition, or there's all these weekend competitions you hear about. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, it's it's an exciting time to see in the sport, and I think that what that that kind of really defined 2016. But on top of that, I just want to add this this uh, sort of like sub-story, and it's actually um, American success. Uh, not necessarily just in competitions, but in general. Um, they're, you know, for the longest time, you know, people shit on Americans, but now you're seeing, um, you're seeing like some of the, so what was like the, Three Americans, three Americans qualified for Art of Motion in the video competition. Yeah, three Americans yeah. qualified for in video, which is out of... Wait, for, um, was Sydney included? Because if you include Sydney, it's four. Cool, yeah. yeah. So four <laughs> Americans, which is, you know, pretty crazy. Um, and then uh, how many of them got into the finals? Uh, Alfred, Kalen, Nathan, Joey. Joey. So four Americans got into the finals at yeah. Art of Motion. And are going to be at our motion next year because of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Joey won Air Whip. Mm-hmm. Um, Nathan, well, you know, there we had international athletes come over to North America to compete in Apex International and APC. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, Joseph ended up winning. You know, he's a he's a Brit, but he, mm-hmm. he won the speed at uh, APC. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's, it, I think just the, uh, the, the, the level of the, uh, the American, like North American athletes, it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's definitely surpassed uh, the level of the, the European athletes in the, like Apex International, for instance. And then also... I don't know if you, I, I don't know if you could exactly say that. I mean, maybe in that, like, Dylan Baker winning Apex Dylan, International. Dylan. And then Nate... Uh, style there, um, and, and Sydney Olson winning, and in, in but it was also like that. That is a North American competition, so mm-hmm. th- so there's international athletes that didn't attend. That, sure. You know. Yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, you, you know, like at least uh, apex wise, I mean, they mm-hmm. tried to s- seek out like European, like actually they invited more Europeans yeah. than they did Americans to that competition for for uh, for speed, not for, for speed. freestyle. No. Um, but yeah, in, but then yeah, you have the freestyle. You have Bart, DK. Mm. You know, these guys all got beaten in the in the in the end. Mm. You know, they're all excellent athletes. But I guess my point is like the the story is that there was this huge year of competition, and then you see uh, you see a lot more American success than you've seen in previous years. Now yeah, I I think it's like a bit of a stretch to say that like. Um, American athletes are surpassing other athletes, but but not to say that that again. I, I agree with like the success with like that. It was definitely a year where we saw a lot of American athletes make a name for themselves and kind of probably not, but maybe push past the stereotype that uh, uh, Americans are. Well. Uh, not very good at parkour. Yeah. Or. So so I I think I think the cool thing about the U.S. You know, in in general, I, I think is in terms of the parkour community, 
there's some really high level guys out there and it's, mm -hmm. we have a big country this is a big old place with a lot of people in it so like there's gonna be some really talented people around you know there, i still see like communities with like poor technique and you know people in, in the u.s practicing like with poor technique and um you know having shit tech if you want to say but but it doesn't mean that the U.S. is is at all limited to have like to having shit technique for mm -hmm. you know the rest of the days because we have all of these really talented athletes who are um, breaking past that stereotype. And I think that's cool. And you know, hopefully, it'll change the perspective of people outside of North mm -hmm. America to to see North Americans as having. Quality. For, for whatever reason, Canada doesn't ever. <laughs> it's only the U.S. They have less population and less less communities, really. Yeah. Like you think about all the because like every, there are way more major cities in, in uh, the U.S. than in Canada. Yeah. Like Canada for parkour, like we just go province to province. You know, we got Vancouver in B.C. And there's other cities in B.C., but the communities are so small. Um, so it's really just Vancouver, um, and then you got Calgary in Alberta, and then you have uh, Saskatchewan, <laughs> yeah, and then like Winnipeg, there's a community. Um, on Ontario, you got like Toronto in, in Ontario, and then you got Montreal, and then there's kind of, I think maybe in, in other parts that I didn't mention, like there's just not really communities. There might be like a guy out there who's, who's really good, but he, there's not really communities, so... Um, yeah, what was that, like five? Five communities? And I don't think I could count the amount of communities in, in the U.S. So it's just like oh, a much... yeah, because there's just yeah. millions of them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, like in Florida alone, like there's just like scattered all the people doing yeah. work all over the place. Um, but in a lot of ways, there's mm -hmm. some weakness in that community too because it's so spread apart. But you still at least see like uh, a group, like mass groups of beginners and and then elite teams and things like that coming out of there where you don't see it as much in, in Canada mm -hmm. uh, just just because there's less there's less communities okay <laughs> yeah. yeah. um, story for uh, prediction for story of 2017 you have, I, I got one if you want me to start but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, 2017 to me I think is going to be the the year of uh, of media um, okay, in, in parkour. I was going to say you're the vlog. Yeah, I mean, everyone basically, everyone everyone started a vlog. You got Storm already coming out with more content. Um, and I, this is kind of just uh, backpacking a bit on, like, 2016, because 2016 is when this stuff started. Um, we're, we're trying to put out more content as well, and it's just the tricky thing, I think, is uh, a lot of these uh, teams or organizations that try to put out more media, you know, the, the the, the street term is content, I know, but I don't, I don't like using the word content as much as I can help it. Um, so a lot of these groups that are putting out media, they have other things they got to do. Like we, we coach, we got a gym to run, we got to train, we got to do, we, we don't have time necessarily always to, to learn how to use the tools that make it, but those tools are becoming easier to use. You know, this is something when I was um, in film school, it was, we were talking about, uh, how you need basically like an army of people to make a film and it's just turning into like you know what one day it's just gonna be like three guys 
you're gonna have like a camera guy, you're gonna have a guy behind the camera, and then maybe, and then you know your talent, and that's <laughs> it. And then everything else is gonna be done in post. Yeah. Um, and it's it's that's really happening. So it's not something really unique to parkour, although I think just also like a lot of people don't watch TV anymore. You know, a lot of people just watch TV on the internet or you know their shows or whatever well, on the internet. The whole so concept behind YouTube. Mm-hmm. that's channels that yeah. you can flip through. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think YouTube is making a bit of a comeback. Um, yeah. Instagram's bigger than it's ever been. Um, you can post minute-long videos now. And again, this is just piggybacking on 2016, but it's like every day you see another person who's like, yeah, I'm using Instagram now, and I'm gonna, or I'm doing dailies now. Or I'm doing, and part of me is like, damn, I don't care about all these people. <laughs> but part of me is like, oh, really? You're, I have to look at you more well I, I can choose not to I cannot describe so you know that's nice but um, it all in all it's a it's a good thing um, it's another way of us being able to get parkour out there more um, without and something we, we have control of and share it with each other and yeah I think that's kind of it, it, it I mean this could be a topic all by itself for yeah. a whole other episode but you know it's when we're talking about like um, the reasons we film ourselves mm-hmm. and um, I don't want to get into it, <laughs> but uh, but but there you know a, a big part of it is sharing it with mm-hmm. with each other. Like back in the day, we would do it through forums, and then YouTube came. I mean, I I was not in that generation. I was in the YouTube generation. Mm-hmm. So you, once YouTube came out, it was like then parkour videos were being shared like crazy, and then YouTube you know ended up like everybody just went over to Instagram and it was like sh- really short clips that people can post, and so. It's changing the way we're filming things, and it's making it more digestible, more accessible. We, you know, this shoots in 4K now. Yeah, <laughs> your phone. Yeah, and, you know, it's. That's so, the other thing. Like, when do we stop calling them phones? Like, yeah. <laughs> when is it just like device. life tool device thing? Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, like, I got a I got a GoPro recently, and now yeah. I can get all of my clips onto my phone and then edit it with other clips that I have with my phone, you know, so, and I can just make a whole video just using my iPhone. Mm-hmm. And literally, I have a computer in my back pocket, right? Yep. Front pocket, I carry my phone in my back pocket. Right? Yeah, who would do that? You'd sit on, you'd roll on it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's gonna be an exciting year. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we're already 11 days deep. Ooh, <laughs> cool. Um, so what what time? We're almost uh, twelve. I, I think we should run to about twelve thirty. So we got about eight more minutes. Um, so that is uh, the conclusion of our twenty sixteen awards, uh, which we'll do next year, and maybe you know we'll throw some more things into it. Uh, we're doing a one camera show today. We got multi mic. We can actually. We'll hopefully next time we'll have uh, another guest on here as well. Uh, we also. Hopefully we'll have another camera. Um, so we have one camera show today. We're just trying to, this is a little tester of uh, some of the equipment we got here. But uh, yeah, hopefully this show is gonna change and grow in 2017, if all goes well. Uh, this is a lot nicer than what we used to do because again, I talked about time being available. And when we do this live, uh, no one has to go and edit this after. We can just put it out there. So again, yeah, we got a three-man show going on right now. <laughs> So um, before we end, uh, there, there are a couple things that just happened kind of recently uh, that uh, we've had some requests to talk about. Um, one that just was, was questioned was, um, and I think, I think actually next week, if you have additional questions or comments about this, 
uh, post them. Post them on the, the YouTube link, post them on Facebook. Uh, we'll gather them and uh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it next week. But uh, just real quick, I want to go over uh, World Chase Tag. Yeah. Um, got some questions about, you know, basically what, what is our impression of it? Um, so World Chase Tag happened. Uh, basically, it's one of these, again, kind of like private competitions where, you know, they're, in, they're inviting uh, high profile uh, parkour teams. And I think it was all parkour teams that went into it. Um, so you got like Marrero Gang, you got Storer, you got, um, I don't know what team Daniel Abaco was on, but Daniel Abaco was in it. Which was crazy on its own. You know who was also in uh, it? Who? Teg. Teg, Teg, Teghead was in it. Okay, cool. Teg Matthews Palmer. His full name, yeah. I guess. So, yeah, World Chase Teg comes out. Um, looked like pretty good amount of funding behind that. Um, they're still plugging videos on Facebook. And one of the questions that we got was, uh, you know, what do we think of this as like a competition format? Um, so, Tom, I'm just going to ask you do, you, do you, do you think the like World Chase Tag is like a good competition format for parkour? Is it good for parkour? Um, or do you have other feelings yeah, about so it? Yeah, so let me, let me just start with, I'm happy that it's being experimented with. Um, I think there's a lot of problems with it. It looks super fun. But um, as far as like an actual parkour, form, uh, parkour competition format, I think there's some pretty big gaping holes in it because it's based on tag and there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that happens in those kind of con contexts where it's like, well, is that really parkour or is that just kind of like, like juking and stuff, you know? Martial arts in a way, you could yeah, say like your it, it, evasion tactic. Yeah, it's, it, it's evasion, which is, you know, part of the spirit of parkour. Um, the types of structures that are on, there's no kind of any height elements, which is probably a good thing if they're playing tag. Mm -hmm. There's you know there's potential for failure, uh, moving too quickly and failing, uh, risk of injury, higher risk of injury, than uh, a little more controlled format. Um, yeah, I think my, my impression of it is like it's cool that it's happening. I I find it hard to watch as a spectator sport. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I watched a few of the chases, but I'm just kind of like, it looks like I just want to be doing that, <laughs> you know, and not well, that, I mean, that's a good thing. That, that, that's a good thing in terms of spectating, I think. Yeah, true. Um, and, and, and another way to de demonstrate what the sport, you know, elements of the sport, you know, to an audience, a wider audience that could, you know, it's like, oh, I really like playing tag, you know, like, I want to try doing parkour so I can do world chase tag you know, who knows if that's going to inspire people to practice parkour but I, I think ultimately it's a, it's good that they're experimenting with it and um, uh, my personal opinion as far as the parkour format goes it's you know it's, it's kind of weak but uh, yeah we'll see where it goes okay um, well so it immediately it just goes I, I take a uh, I go back in time and I think about uh, gyms like Parkour Visions, right? I'm pretty sure worldwide they were the only ones exploring TAG as a competitive format. Um, can, and my, when I say the only ones, I mean doing it continuously, making it a posted event as, as their community. Um, they did several events uh, at, at their gym uh, where it's all structured, it's all formalized. Um, they had rules that they played with and changed. So I, I don't think you can say anyone else in the world was doing that. Um, <clears throat> And I, I just never was like really into it. Um, I, I don't feel like playing. So, and part of it is like just as a thing I want to compete in. I don't feel like my skill set um, in parkour is going to be very well reflected in a game of tag. 
Yeah. Um, it, there's just certain things that I like to be able to prepare. Like to, and it, it, tag again is something different than how parkour is practiced nowadays or, or popularly is, is that we're not reacting to an opponent. Um, that's a big, and it's a big thing about like, the safety of parkour when we talk about um, parkour not having as much risk of, as some other action sports and things is, um, or, or just other sports in general is you don't have to react to an opponent. You get to choose what you want to do. Um, you, and you're not, you don't have artificial accelerators. You don't have all these things. Not that tag does, but um, just some of other, other reasons why parkour can be less risky than, than some other sports is a lack of that opponent that is unpredictable that you have to react to that could be like trying to take you out or whatever and you know you can get pretty dirty playing tag like in terms of like sportsmanship <laughs> so um there, there's that where it just to to me it didn't really stand out as something i want to i'm sure it's something that i could do as a training exercise for fun um, a lot of um, particularly in america actually a lot of people play um, evasion type games with their parkour practice um, I see it the most actually in America, um, where it's like we're going to do like contact improv and things like that as a way of developing our overall movement ability, you know, and there's, there's maybe some evidence to suggest that that is worthwhile and there's, you know, there's some evidence to suggest that maybe, you know, you should just do parkour and just do jumps um, to get better at it. <laughs> so that my whole thing is it doesn't really reflect the sport, um, but uh, it, it is another way for the sport to get out there. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just not a huge fan. I'm not, uh, as far as something that we should put money into and we should develop this as a big competition format, not a fan. As something that you could use as a uh, training tool, yeah. Um, I, th I think there's some evidence to suggest that you could um, open up your movement potential by reacting to an opponent. Yeah, I, I, I agree. There's, um, you know, there's something to be said for, I mean, we talked about this before, but like if you're designing a competition format, you should try to reflect how parkour is practiced, not mm -hmm. change the way you want people to practice core parkour. Right. Um, and I think that's ultimately what it does. But you know, on the flip side, there you know, to play devil's advocate, there's you know the argument that can be made where where it's like, well, if parkour is a a method of training to prepare yourself for reach escape scenarios, mm -hmm. playing tag is probably a great way to do that. Um, so. Um, in a sense, it's kind of it, you know it is aligned with 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 the intention of training. Right? So um, yeah, but in terms, of, I, I just don't see it becoming like a big spectator sport. Uh, and I, I actually I actually disagree. I think it's I think it's actually uh, very spectator friendly, and I think the the views they're getting on their some of their videos actually show that um, whether or not they're putting money into sponsoring those videos and you know it's Facebook views and those those could. Uh, there's a lot of ways to get more views on Facebook uh, from click farms and whatnot, um, even YouTube and stuff. So it doesn't really paint the whole story, but uh, I, just some of the feedback I've heard is like people are like, oh, cool. You know, I like watching this. Okay. It's cool. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, who knows if it's just going to be a fad that dies out or if it will actually sustain itself as a, yeah. As a yeah. competitive format. Like I said, I'm just not a fan. I, I watch it for like ten seconds and I'm bored. Yeah. I'm quite, and, it's, and it's more just because like I, I like parkour. I like. Um, I like seeing like the the harder like riskier riskier things. Whenever people post like contact improv stuff, I'm like cool, good for you, like great that you're you're training. It's just like not at all, yeah, not at all for me. Contact improv <laughs> is pretty different from tag, though. Sure. <laughs> I mean, both That's of true. them in terms of in terms of dynamics, yeah. person, but mm -hmm. but 
the but tag is like like hard style. <laughs> <laughs> it's dynamic contact <laughs> improv. Okay, um, so if if you have anything to uh, if. Uh, we didn't really cover everything for that topic. Uh, let us know if you have more questions. If you disagree, if you agree, let us know. Um, we can always bring that up next week in next week's show. Um, last thing we, of course, need to talk about, and we kind of mentioned this before we started recording here, is uh, that uh, parkour is now recognized as an official sport in the UK. Um, and a lot of people are asking, you know, what does this mean for the rest of the world? Um, I think for the most part, it's just, it's just this, everyone is uh, absorbing it as this is a great thing for parkour because it legitimizes it. Um, do, you, do you have any thoughts uh, basically on kind of what, what that means for, I'll say what, what that means for the rest of the world in terms of parkour and um, what it means specifically in the UK? Um, I think there, you know, there's some really positive effects of this there, you know, there's just the overall recognition all the media that's coming out now about it is just good because it's just putting parkour in the mainstream again um it's making people think like about about the legitimacy of it and it's you know there's a lot of good that's that's surrounded it in the in the the media of it right the uh the public eye you know hopefully people are are appreciating it and uh you know I've, i watched some of the things with sebastian fukan who is the president of parkour uk um you know, talking about parkour and the different people who are involved in it. I do have some concerns, and that's kind of, and the biggest concern of mine is actually that no, nobody else seems to have concerns. <laughs> I think that's the biggest concern for me, is that um, not, not only does nobody else have concerns, but nobody else knows what this organization is going to be doing in the UK, and everyone's already crying for us to have it here in Canada, mm -hmm. US, you know, and, and other countries around the world. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I have these concerns is because, you know, having parkour as a officially recognized sport, um, you know, it puts the power in the hands of a few people. Um, doesn't matter if you like those people or not. It's, it, the reason parkour got the way it is is because it was distributed power. We had the power of phones and YouTubes and cameras and and we were able to uh, show parkour to each other, show parkour to the world. Um, but now that parkour is, you know, there, there's a governing body associated with it, they're going to be able to make decisions about how parkour is spread and communicated in, in, in ways that, you know, somebody might not agree with. And that one person, even if it's only one person, um, is the minority in that scenario heard um, because it's centralized power and that's kind of my um, libertarian perspective <laughs> uh, I mean we in the UK they already have the adapt certification as the monopoly certification you have to take that to coach mm -hmm. in the UK which means like as far as I understand uh, let's say like I want to go to the UK to uh, to teach I probably can't do that. I can't have like a working holiday in the UK because even though I have, uh, you know, four years, five years professional experience coaching here at Origins and then, you know, volunteer coaching for years before that, um, I, I wouldn't be able to take my experience and knowledge over there to, to share it with them because I'm not ADAPT certified. Mm -hmm. I think that's a problem. Um, like, you know, 
who's to say like who can and can't teach parkour you know just because of the yamakaze are board members they like they get to tell you that you know you know how to teach parkour run 5k mm-hmm. um you know as far as i know i've you know as far as i know like they still don't have like clean climb ups <laughs> and you know things that things that i value as a as an instructor and an athlete that you know could, are potentially just not even covered in that adapt certification i've never taken it but my point stands there's, is that there, there's enough there's only content one, out there showing what's in it so yeah if there's only one then you don't have competition between the different certifications and you don't have you don't have um, uh, innovation so I think that's my issue. I mean, and I, I really hesitate when people will want to bring it here to the U.S. to North America because I mean, look at how big the U.S. is and the different styles of training and and the different methods of teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, to have any one body of people, even you know, even even if you like those people, <laughs> uh, making the decisions about how park I have, I, that's why I hesitate to yeah. think it's an only good scenario. Yeah, the, the other thing uh, I think a lot of people don't realize about a government organization too, and not to say that we don't know yet, we don't know what they're going to do, we don't know what this that's means. That's my point. Yeah. Um, and I think the only reason we are talking about this in this uh, you know, maybe negative context is because no one else does. Um, and I, I think anytime uh, parkour is put out there, on okay, this is great for parkour because parkour is getting out there. And, and I, I, I can't disagree with that. Um, that's, that's, that's very true. Um, legitimizing the sport uh, is a huge thing. Um, getting it more recognized, getting it normalized, you know, where you just walk outside and you, you see some people climbing on something and you're like, oh, they're just doing parkour. You know, they're not being sketchy. They're just, they're just doing parkour. You know, they're not being antisocial. They're just, they're just doing parkour. It's fine. You know, like, oh. They're working on improving themselves. Yeah. Like, that's a <laughs> good thing. That's, that, that's great. Um, so it does that, um, which, is, which is great. Um, but so, some of the issues that, that can arise with, um, if you look at how government treats other um, action sports, let's look at another urban action sport like skateboarding. What do we see with skateboarding? It is, it is restricted to parks. Um, there's signage where it's like, you can't skateboard here. Those, those are all created by, like, by parks. Like, it's like, you know, you can't skate at this park or at this public area. We have a sign for that. Um, and that's all stuff that is uh, created by, by government that uh, is basically kicking that sport out of, out of public area. It's like, no, you can't skate in this public area. We're going to put stuff to stop you from skating, and we're going to put up signs and things. And, and we've seen that with parkour, too. We've seen um, signs put up that say no parkour. If someone wants to do that in a private area, go ahead. Like, you know, if, if you don't want parkour or people are practicing parkour in your business, put up a no parkour sign. That's fine. Like that's you're entitled to that because it's your, it's your place. Um, but when it's public, public parks that are you yeah, know, when it's by you know they that we pay taxes for. Everyone else pays. You know yeah. we're we're people too. And it's like this is how I want to use this space, and I'm not exactly damaging it, and I'm you know using it as a way to better myself and practicing my hobby, and uh, you know to put up signs to stop that. So in a way, like it that that could be something that again we're not saying this is going to happen. We're not saying that uh, this is what it equals, but it, that is as soon as you have um, uh, something that is a sport recognized by the government, uh, and there's they're gonna start banning. It. They're they're like people like and you know, 
yeah, that, that are trying to make it, okay, we need to make this exactly the same as these other sports. What are we doing with these other sports? We're, we're taking them and we're putting them in boxes and we're um, yeah, it's the, controlling it's, how they're taught. And, yeah. It's the double-edged sword of um, you know, the positive benefits of public parkour parks. Mm-hmm. But then you know, when, once you have more of these parkour parks, I think it gives more, uh, more justification for the cities to start banning them from uh, various other locations and saying, well, you have a parkour park to practice in. Go there instead of, you know, those communities in a lot of ways are already connected. <laughs> um, you know, so it, Derek's throwing a fit over here. Looks like we may have lost the video. How are we doing? It's back now. It's back. Did we drop for a bit? We dropped for a bit. Okay. <laughs> drop the live, or we're going to find out if it recorded or not after? It's okay. Um, since, since we're back, um, I, I think, uh, Tom, I just want you to finish your thought there that, that you had. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off the there. End. <laughs> it, just like, it just looked like maybe no one was seeing it anyways. But. Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't think anybody saw it anyway. But um, yeah, maybe we'll talk about this in the next one. Yeah, this is going to be one of those things that's like edited and then it's just going to sound like really out of context. <laughs> As we're trying to make points here that are, that are fair. Anyways, um, Guys, I think, I think that's going to be it for today. Um, uh, sorry if we had any technical difficulties. Uh, this is uh, stuff, again, coaches, athletes, stuff, not um, media people trying to figure out how to use tools and stuff. You know, we're like, uh, it just reminds me of that, that thing from Zoolander where they're like beating on the, com- how to, <laughs> is it in the computer? <laughs> that's basically what happens whenever we try to set up one of these things. Anyways, um, Derek, if you could cut in five seconds here. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, We will see you next week. If you have any comments, please leave them below, and we will try to get them into our next week's episode. See you next week.